Let me take a text if for no other reason than to say I did. Uh, Psalm chapter 5. I don't know what verse. It's in there somewhere. God. This is in the Message Bible anyway. God, you don't socialize with the wicked. I'm old school now. What fellowship have light with darkness? Somebody asked me one time about 2006. They said, why don't you run for the United States Senate? Then another group came. Why don't you run for the United States House of Representatives? And then three crazy millionaires got together and said, we'll finance you running for president if you do it. And I said, why would I want a demotion? President, they ain't got no power. They got no anointing. They can't take a man's heart spiritually into their hands and watch God supernaturally change that person into a human being that the world and the devil have never had to deal with before. If it did that for you, shout yes. So, so God said, you don't socialize with the wicked. You don't invite evil over. Some of y'all got a mess in your distress because you're constantly inviting the wrong thing over. How you feeling today? Well, and you give every creak and every crack and every ache and every, let me tell you something today. The same Jesus that washed your sins away on the rugged, cruel, angry, mean, biting, being called Calvary is the same Jesus that says to you today, with his stripes, you weren't, were not healed. You are healed. Therefore, you were healed. So you might just well celebrate now. Come on, let's have a party. Shout because your sins are forgiven. Shout because God knows your real testimony. Shout because everything that bound you is about to fall around your... I want a party. I want a party. I'm, I'm getting there now. God, you don't invite the wicked over as your house guest. It's incredible. Let the party... This is in the Bible, man. Let the party last all night. God Jehovah stands guard over our celebration. The reason he has to guard it is because the devil wants to take your shout. The devil wants to steal your joy. He wants to cause your peace to be evacuated and annihilated. But I've got good news for you. God inhabits the praises of Judah. And Act like you want him to come. Shove your neighbor and say, he a party animal. Psalm 91, let everything be confirmed. The mouth of two or three witnesses. Okay. Psalm 91. God said, call me and I will answer. I'll be at your side. Now, he doesn't say anything about the good times. Because the good times not when you cry out to him. Watch God now. I said, watch him. He not, he's not saying, call to me when everything's going right. He's not saying, 
Paul to me whenever things popping up petunias and turning up tulips for you. He not, he not saying, call to me from the mountaintop. Did you remember the song Judah is calling me to a Zion, is calling me to a higher place of praise. Come on, you don't sow seed on a mountain, you sow it in the valley. That's where the fertile soil is in the valley. And that's where God gets his greatest praise from you. When darkness all around is closing in. Anyone can sing a tune on a clear day at noon. God, give me a song to sing at midnight when trouble all around is closing in. It was from the jail cell that it rang as Paul and Silas sang. Heaven couldn't help but hear their call. It was at midnight that Boaz was revealed to Ruth as her kinsman redeemer. It was at midnight, yes sir, that Samson shook the gates of Gath. At midnight. So he said, call to me. Now I want to see the hand of everyone that's not a liar and wants to say, I've had some dark times. What we must learn is to embrace the darkness. What we must learn is to embrace the silence. Sometimes you simply have to get alone until you're just not alone anymore. Where something from another world issues over the sapphire sill of heaven's gate invades the darkness with light so brilliant. That hope is born. So he says here, don't call to me. Call to me in your bad times and I will rescue you <laughs> and throw you a party. <laughs> well, from the dawn of creation, countries and kingdoms, we find cause for celebration, don't we? From Independence Day to Christmas Day and throw in Bishop's birthday for good measure. We prepare for all the pomp and the circumstance of the moment. So it really doesn't matter what goes on outside this place. If inside this place we decide to have a party. I wish I had Judah to shout for me right now. Parties have always punctuated our heritage and our history, but they've also become the exclamation point of a loose-living, sin-infected, and corrupt culture. Today, the party continues as Americans by the tens of thousands are duped by a party spirit. From the ballroom of the White House to the bridge night at your neighbor's house. Come on, I'm coming. From the Mardi Gras parade in New Orleans to the local high school Halloween party all the way down to the elementary school. And from the Macy's Day parade 
to your backyard barbecue. And it really doesn't matter, does it? It really doesn't matter if the drinks are Budweiser slurp from Dixie Cups. Or Don Perignon. I had to look that up. <laughs> Sip from silver salads. It doesn't matter if the attire is tuxedos and black ties or blue jeans. It doesn't matter if the drug of choice is prescription Valium or crack cocaine, the cry remains consistent. Let's get this party. Shove your neighbor and say, I'm about to become a party animal right up in here today. <laughs> Woo! It, it doesn't take much more than, you know, secretary to jump up on top of a desk and shout, thank God it's Friday. They made a restaurant out of that one, didn't they? Everybody just said, thank God it's Sunday. Come on, thank God it's Sunday. Put up another hand. Thank God it's Sunday. Get up on your feet and move a little bit. Thank God it's Sunday. Somebody got up this morning with a shout in your voice. Somebody got up with a wave in your hand. Somebody got up last night and chose what shoes you were going to put on because you felt your dance coming. I wish I had somebody that would just party with me a little bit. When I think of his goodness, all that he's done for me. I could shout, shout. Come on, some of you standing up clapping need to spill a little of your Holy Ghost booze on your neighbor. I'm looking for somebody want to get drunk on new wine. I'm looking for some drinking buddies. I'm looking for somebody who's had enough of what you've had. I'm looking for somebody who want to press on, press in, press through, press on. There is a party fee someday. There is a price to pay someday for these worldly parties that mask our cravings and and camouflage our needs, whitewash our hurts. Eventually, Satan comes with his bony hand outstretched and hisses, it's time to pay up for the cover charge of your party. Sin season. I'm old school. It's brief. Sin is fun. It makes you exhilarated. 
the back seat. For three minutes. Now don't say that about him. Young lady back here went, two for him. I'm just So the world just beyond the walls of Judah with hunger in its eyes and a hole in its heart looks to the church. But to its chagrin, it finds no love, no life, no laughter, no hope, no help, no happiness. Gazing at a church whose garments are tainted and tattered and torn, that world woefully exclaims, why would I ever want to be a part of that bunch? They look more miserable than me. Just point at me and say, preach. White boy. I'm still a white boy. What you be looking at me? 61. <laughs> Why does that happen? And believe me, I'm preaching beyond the walls of Judah. It happens because the church ritualizes it's worship. Well, this group does it that way, so we have to do it that way. Don't you ever bow your knee to somebody else's anointing. You were raised up to lead us, not to follow anybody. And it was a long time ago, but everything come full circle. We still Joshua people, and we're still born for bringing a nation out of bondage like Moses, like Jesus, David. You are anointed to release a people born in the religious captivity of ritualized worship. I like it when you break out. I like it when it's not on the click track. Ain't nothing wrong with a click track until the click track dominates the Holy Ghost. As soon as the click track dominates the Holy Ghost, you lose all your anointing. Judah was raised up for the purpose of getting out in front of us all and spinning and shouting and dancing. And I thought I was a Judah. Don't you ever lose too far. He will not allow you to ritualize the prophetic gift of music that is released out of his belly. Now I can tell you, he's a pretty smart boy, but he is from Eunice. He's not all that educated. Huh? I'm going to get mail now. Hey, it don't matter. I'm from Buck Creek. I'm not playing. I'm from Buck Creek. We piped in sunshine. June bugs didn't show up till August. We raised too poor to pay attention. 
I got more of these. <laughs> he will not allow you to ritualize your worship. If you're just raising your hand to fit in, put them down. If you got no shout that comes somewhere from else you watching somebody on YouTube learning how to, don't, don't do it in here. But if God hits you with power from another world and you feel a shout, let it out. If you feel a wave, wave your wave. Oh, something's happening. With every clap, chains are being loosened. With every shout, sicknesses. With every praise, doors are opening. I feel an anointing for money right now. Woo. Come on, somebody party just a minute. Party for the car you're about to drive. Party for the house you're about to live in. Party for the freedom you're about to enjoy. the the greatest oh, you can be seated. the greatest excitement most church folk ever see is an occasional spaghetti dinner or a Saturday night bingo game there is a party in preparation now Jesus, Jesus was the original party animal. I'm not talking about that little effeminate dress wearing, long hair, look like he got cancer Jesus. I ain't talking about your black Jesus on your velvet picture in your living room. I, I'm talking about the real Jesus. I'm talking about the real, I feel something. I'm, I'm trying to be calm, but I'm about to grab you and go to laying hands on you right now. Some of you need a good double dose. Somebody just take a dip right now. Just, just take a dip. I need somebody. You say, well, I got dipped. Yeah, but it wore off. Take another dip. And take one more and come up shouting. Come on. Jesus, Jesus knew how to party in style. First things are important. First things. First things are important. The first note Bishop played on that grand piano at the harp, that was important. Yeah. First things. Your first kiss. Lady back here with <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Him sure know how to use them lips. Yeah. Look at y'all. Oh, I'm too holy for that. 
Yeah, you holy, all right. Let me tell you what's in order. Clapping. That's in order. Let me tell you what's in order. Shouting. Shouting. No, Ruah. Huh? Ruah. That's how my son got delivered from autism spectrum disorder. Because my wife and I pulled our car over to the side of the road, got out of that rented van, and danced our Baptist dance and shouted our Pentecostal shout. I'm talking about a shout you didn't start and a shout you can't stop. I'm talking about Holy Ghost possession. I'm talking about the anointing of God that shakes you like a rat terrier shakes a mouse. Throw your hands up and shout, shake me, shake me. Do you see that? I'm talking about Jesus. Somebody shout, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He could party in style. Lampshade wearing, <laughs> drunk. Some of you just got delivered because you're like, I've been praying some preacher would preach that Jesus got drunk because I just love getting drunk. Be seated. You all preach a white man today. Huh? Huh? Jesus. He saved his first. Miracle. For a party. Jesus shows up with party people. The only reason Jesus show up at a funeral. Brother looking at me saying, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. <laughs> I like you. Shouting is in order. Clapping is in order. Screaming is in order. Standing is in order. Sitting, I don't care much for sitting. Because sitting is a contented posture. Where you sit, you intend to stay. I need some folk looking at their neighbor saying, you got any packing peanuts? You got a pickup truck? You got some cardboard boxes? You got some duct tape? What do I need with that? Because maybe I'm getting ready to move. I'm not staying here. I've been here long enough. I'm tired of what I'm tired of. I'm weary with what I'm weary of. I'm... Sit down now. So first things are important. What is out of order in church? Well, that's not just, that's just not our form of worship. No, 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 no. You have a contradiction of terminology. That's not worship. This is not a service.
This is not service. What are you talking Service? You didn't come in here to serve him. He came in here to serve you. He's the server. This, I don't know, you can call it a sanctuary if you want to. I call mine a tabernacle. There's a difference in a sanctuary, which is a place constructed for folk to hide out when they're afraid. But a tabernacle is a place of praise built so he can inhabit it. Ah, hey, I dare you to invite him right now. I dare you to come into my mind. Come in, make my body a tabernacle of your presence. Come on, Jesus. Be seated. So, I'm trying to hurry. I'm trying to hurry. So, Jesus, Jesus saved his first miracle for a party, a wedding feast in Cana of Galilee. And both Jesus and his disciples were called to be at the party. In other words, Jesus don't hang at a funeral. Whether it's the burial place of Bethany, where his friend Lazarus has been dead for four days and now stinketh. I didn't mean to talk about that church you slipped over here from this morning. I, it, 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 huh? Because there ain't no corpses in here. And if they are, <laughs> some about to hit the top of their head and shoot out the bottom of their feet. They're going to find out we're not serving a dead Jesus. And this is not a funeral parlor. This is not a recreation room. This is a battlefield. And we already know the victory. So Jesus, Jesus, you are a kind man. Well, that says Bishop. I'm the archbishop. Today I get to be the archbishop. Put that on my Instagram. Take a picture. Archbishop. That's me. Ah, glory. So Jesus used that opportunity to change water into wine. I like that exchange. I like that exchange. I've had five bottles of water this morning and did not even get a buzz. <laughs> Somebody say, let's get this party started. So Jesus changed water into wine, did it not? So I want to talk to you just a minute. Do I have a minute? How long I've been going? I've been going 40 minutes. So I have five left, right? I have five left. Yeah. Shove your neighbor and say, get so drunk, it don't matter how long he goes. We'll... 
I want to talk to you just a minute about Holy Ghost intoxication. about to be some staggering going on in here. There about to be some slurry words going on in here. Mm-hmm. A.W. Tozer said, the modern church shout, that's not us. The modern church is so accustomed to its wretched condition Watch me now, that there is no vacuum into which the Holy Spirit might rush with satisfying fullness. Somebody about to get filled. Haddon Spurgeon said, apart from the Spirit of God, Write all the songs you want. Go to all the services you want. And you'll die with cancer. Well, he didn't say that. I paraphrased. Haddon Spurgeon said, apart from the Spirit of God, we can do nothing. That's a mess right there. In him we live. In him we move. In him we possess our being. Apart from the spirit of God, we can do nothing, said Spurgeon. We are as ships with no wind for our sails. We are as chariots with no horses to pull us. Like branches without sap, we are withered. But I got good news for you. I came on an assignment. I brought you an invitation. Now some of you may not be ready. I may not be able to give my invitation to everybody. Because there's something that has happened in the church that is stealing our power, sapping our joy, draining us of peaceful and restful sleep, causing us to wring our hands in worry, causing our hands to feel weighted when we attempt to lift them in praise, feeling like our feet are nailed to the floor. And that is, there is a prerequisite to the party. You must qualify for the invitation. Okay, I'm going to freak you now. Shout, freak us. Wait till you see what I do with that on social media. Okay, so... So there's a prerequisite to the invitation. Everybody doesn't get an invitation to the party. 
Just look at your neighbor like. It's a big deal to get an invitation. Whew. I got invited to preach at Judah. I thought, I must be somebody. Bishop texted me this morning. He said, how are you doing? I said, I'm a nervous wreck. I always am. It doesn't matter. I've never become used to this. Because I know that without him, I can have all the talent in the world, and I can get you whooping with the best of them. But I don't care whether or not you whoop. I care whether or not you walk. Huh? Excuse me while I perspire. If I don't, I'll explode. So my invitation, you understand, not for everybody. Might be for you, I don't know. I can't tell. I just have to trust God because everybody does not get invited to this party. Mm -hmm. I know you want to know how you can qualify. Maybe you don't. You qualify. Watch me. I'm going old school. By John chapter 3. You must be born again. I didn't, I didn't say make no, I didn't say make no decision. You make a decision whether you want a quarter pound or a Big Mac. I take both. I didn't get this way looking at it. Amen. Somebody shout just because you can. You got to be born again. I gave an invitation in the church not long ago, and three-fourths of the choir came to the salvation altar call because no one had ever told them the truth. I'm talking, I'm not talking about a decision, y'all. I'm talking about a conversion. I'm talking about something that makes you a new creature that has never existed before. Now, let me give you three interpolated negatives that prove to you what being born again is not. Because Jesus never told us what being born again was. He shared what being born again was with us by showing us three ways that you cannot be born again. Your birthday was April 29, 1963. 63. But you had another birthday. Maybe I should have come on that one. You, you had another birthday when you were eight years old at a youth camp. Eight years old at a youth camp. In, in Tioga, Louisiana. Tioga, Louisiana. 
and somebody preached about heaven and you wanted to go and somebody preached about hell and you sure enough didn't want to go and they said to you you can be born again and somehow or another you found your way to the base of that rugged beam and there Clint Brown died so we really not celebrating your natural birthday today we're celebrating your rebirth day today I wish you'd celebrate yours. Uh, you celebrate your spiritual birthday, he'll bring you a present. I said he'll give you a gift. I said he'll drop something out of heaven on you you didn't even know to ask for. I can't stand myself. Be seated. You must be born again. Now we've got to stop this redefining everything. You got a book and it talks about redefining something. Throw it outside, light it on fire, roast you a weenie over it. And get you one of these. Get you one of these. Get you one of these you can hold and feel and read and write in get you one of these that jesus said some folks wonder they come in an atmosphere like this and they they don't feel any different than they did in the club i mean like it's a good feeling <laughs> get this party started <laughs> right but they don't feel any different inside in their flesh, they feel different. They feel better for a while. But they go back home, they got the same worries. They're carrying the same burden. They're bound by the same things. They want to be free, but they're not free because they've been given a counterfeit. Now, let me tell you what a counterfeit gospel does. It inoculates you against the real thing. So that you think you got what it is. Because you've not been exposed to the truth. Now the fact may be that you prayed a sinner's prayer. But the truth may be that you're still not saved. Well, how do I know? Well, I'm going to let you know the way Jesus did by telling you the way you can know that you were not born again. So we're in John chapter 1. Because the question is asked by Nicodemus, how can a man once again enter his mother's womb and be born? Right. Now that question, that question you see, requires an answer. But it also exposes an impossibility. How can a man be born the second time, can he enter again his mother's womb and be born? Well, certainly not. So that's an impossibility. So Nicodemus is saying, Jesus, whoa. Whoa, I want to get to the party, but what you're saying for me to receive my invitation to the party is impossible. It's impossible. That you could become new. That God could take the nail-pierced hand of Jesus 
and reach down into the depths of your heart and pull out your heart of flesh and simultaneously stone and simultaneously put inside you a new heart a heart transplant that he could take out of you that mind that has tormented you for so many years full of doubt and unbelief and questions that he can instantaneously take it out and put the mind that was in Christ someone's got to preach this again Well, Pastor, why would you preach about being born again to believers? Because I'm not convinced. Because I'm not convinced. And my job is to put a roadblock in front of you and stop you long enough for you to consider the truth. Because a fact is not truth. The fact was I had vocal cord cancer. But truth always triumphs fact. Because the truth said with his stripes I was healed. So stay with me now. Am I boring, folks? No. That's bishops. This is mine. Mm-hmm. I'm losing you now. Let me, let me hurry. Okay, so. He says, I will share with you how to know whether or not you're truly born again. Number one, in answer to the question, who are they that are thus born? Who are these people? These wet water walking, these people that see what can't be seen and hear what can't be heard. These people that talk about resurrection while they're hanging on a cross. Who are these people? It's consideration is never out of place. Except in the modern church. I got what I got just like Bishop when I was eight years old. Eight years old. They made us testify afterwards. Remember that? Three people. They made us testify. Because they were more concerned about sorting the fish than pulling in the net. Listen to me. I, look, me and Bishop, we want to build his church. We want to see an army moving. We want to see devils tuck tail and run just because we showed up. We're tired of talking to the same people all the time. Because we become adoption agencies instead of birthing rooms. Birthing rooms are ugly. Whew, I've been there. I've been there. My wife went through 36 hours of labor. I didn't think I was going to get through it. (laughs) Her Estee Lauded all done worn off. Perfume. There was some stuff in there, man. It was ugly. It was loud. The modern church wants everything cut. Redefined, rediscovered, reinvented. 
Since when did we become so arrogant that we think we can improve on? You must be born again. So he said, number one, you are not born again. Hmm? Has anybody found it in John chapter one? That's what I told you it was. Oh, you find it. John chapter one. I'm gonna wait till you get there. John chapter one. Get it on your phone, get it on something. John chapter one. You are not born again by blood. That means I don't care how much your granny shouted and held you while she danced around the poles. She can't give it to you. You don't get this thing. Abraham didn't get it from Isaac. Isaac didn't get it from Abraham. And Jacob didn't get it from Isaac. You don't get it because you come in here and shout and dance. You don't get it because you volunteer in the nursery. I love you so much I got to tell you the truth. The only way to get born again is to die. Oh, shout now, Judah. (laughs) The only way to get born again is to die. You're not born again by bloods. Christianity is the fastest growing religion in the world by conversion. In fact, it's the only religion in the world that grows by conversion. Every other religion in the world grows by birth rate. That's why in the United States of America, Islam is the fastest growing religion. Not us. We got the Holy Ghost. We're talking tongue to the same person we sat by next last week, right? So this thing is supposed to grow by reproduction. In other words, when you get it, you're supposed to bring somebody else into it. But it cannot happen by blood. Number two, you are not born again by the will of the flesh. What does that mean? I'm going to freak you now. That means you can't get it whenever you want it. This is not Burger King. This is the kingdom. You with me? This is the kingdom. So you can't just... Everybody that wants to know Jesus today is... But wait a minute. Wait a minute. The only reason you need a Savior is if you're a sinner. And the only way to accomplish that is to confess with your mouth your sin and the Lord Jesus Christ is your Savior. (laughs) So you can't get born again just whenever you want to. It's not done by the will of the flesh. Nor, number three, by the will of men. What does that mean? That means you can't metamorphosize your way into it. Here is the problem in the modern church. We think, just start coming to church, join the praise and worship, be a tither, go work in the nursery, we'll train you how to do that, and therefore, you're born. This is the way it's happening all over America. Now, I'm being a daddy today. 
Because we're not about ready to let that happen to Judah. We're not walking them down the aisle, pray a prayer that didn't mean anything, turn around, go get in the follow-up class, come out of the follow-up class, and we'll put you in the choir. Because we want to keep you coming back. And we understand, because that's what modernists have told us, that the way to keep you coming back is to find a place for you to serve. Because if you'll serve, you'll keep coming back. I want to help you. If you give a dying man in the middle of a desert a drink of water, he will find his way back. I don't want you coming back up in Judah because you got put in a choir. I don't want you coming back in Judah because they put you in the children's ministry. I don't want you back at Judah because you get to be an usher and wear a badge. All that is wonderful. I want you in Judah because you can't help it. Everybody that's born again, the Bible way, get up and scream. I said, get up and scream. Shout like you just got healed of cancer. Shout, I'm born again. Shout, I'm born again. Dance because you're born again. Clap because you're born again. because you pass from death to life. Start shouting because your sins are washed away. Start shouting because he cannot accuse you anymore. Start shouting because you're in the kingdom now. Start Shout till you start getting intoxicated. Shout till you start slurring your words. Start shouting till everybody looks better to you. Start shouting because you feel the pain going. Start shouting because you feel the burden lifting. Start shouting because everybody in your family going to heaven. Start shouting because you're about to wreck this city. Start shouting because you're about to have five more campuses like this. Shove your neighbor and say, excuse me, but I'm a new creature. I am not weak, I'm strong. I am not sick, I'm healed. The old me is dead and the new me is resurrected. I'm... 
our power power over devils power over demons power over depravity power over disease power over sin power over sickness power over Satan Just keep going. No, just keep going where you were. little bit Judah roar a little bit roar a little bit scare the hell out of this city now start saying greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world Start saying no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me in judgment I condemn. Start shouting the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter. Start shouting the joy of the Lord is my strength. Woo! said I gave my life to Jesus eight years of age at an altar in a church that packed out at 50 with a dirt floor and two by six altars with a woman preacher that we didn't even believe in I was Baptist we didn't believe in women They put that microphone in for me. I had Sister Gillicuddy on the left. <laughs> you knew her. What do you think she was hollering? Hold on. And, and, and Sister McGillicuddy on the other side. She was the Irish version. She, guess what she was hollering? Let go. They are shaking me. Get him, Jesus. Save him, God. Let me tell you what you're saved from. The wrath to come. You ought to get to shouting now. You're never going to know what hell looked like. If in this world only we have hope in Christ Jesus, we are all men most miserable. Shout because heaven is real and you're going to miss hell. This is real. You say, oh, folks, you say, it's real, it's real. Oh, I know it's real. What has washed away my sin? 
what has made me whole again. Oh, precious is the that washes no other fount, nothing but the, nothing but the, nothing but the, shout cause your sake. So they said, so they said, well, after they prayed, I think they prayed about a 45 minutes. I was done at two. But they, they were going to make sure I got what I came for. They didn't want me backslidden, backflipped. They wanted to get me so far upslid that I'd never look back. And I never have. I've had opportunity, but I never lost what I got that night. No devil could take it from me. When they said I had to die and could not live, no devil could get that out of me. Because if he could have gotten that out of me, he'd have gotten my shout out of me. But he couldn't get my shout. Because I knew in whom I had believed. And I was persuaded. So, they said, how you feel? How you feel? I'm eight. I'm eight years old. I'm eight years old. How do you feel? Now, they got me in a hotel over here. Make you blush. They had some other kind of bed. You just go in there, and you can't find your way out. And they got a bathtub that Shaquille O'Neal could get lost in. Just. <laughs> well, it hadn't always been like that. I told you I was born back in the hills. We took baths in number three wash tub. You don't know what a number three wash tub is. Big silver metal with two. And my mama would heat up the coal stove and boil the water on it and put the water in the number three wash tub. She made her own soap, lye soap. It wasn't no lie. It would take the first three layers of skin right off you. My sister was two years my elder, so I always got the leftover water. And I'd get down there and get scrubbed with that lie. So then we had to stand out on the porch. And they dump rainwater over us to rinse us. So when they put that microphone, said, how do you feel? I'm eight years old. I said, I don't know any other way to say it than I feel like I've had one of mama's baths only on the inside. And I've been clean ever since. 
You say, well, have you messed up? Yeah, I'm still in my flesh. You've messed up, i messed up. But that has nothing to do with my name being recorded in the Lamb's Book of Life. The devil don't have an eraser big enough. Men don't have an eraser big enough. I dare you to rear back and shout, I'm saved. Every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking around. I got 60 seconds right now. 60 seconds between you and eternity. I want to give you an invitation. I want to give you an invitation into the kingdom of God and of his Christ. I want to give you an invitation to know that your sins are cast away as far as the east is from the west. I not only want Bishop Clint Brown to have a birthday today, I want you to have a birthday. I want this to be your rebirth day. The day when you know beyond any shadow of a doubt, you are as sure for heaven as if you were already there. You know you're not safe anywhere. Nobody was safe in that nightclub in Orlando. Nobody's safe in the mall. Nobody's safe walking up and down the streets and now running people over in the sidewalks. You're not safe at the movie. So where are you safe? Psalm 91, under the shadow of the Almighty. And it cries to you today, oh, at the times I would have gathered you together like a mother hen spreads out her wings and brings her chicks underneath for protection. God doesn't want you to give up anything today. He wants you to gain everything. I'm not talking about what you do. I'm talking about what he did. And this morning, it's his free gift to you. But you have to accept it. You have to receive the invitation. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm giving you an invitation. I'm going to count to three. And if you want to go to heaven and know it, and never know what hell looks like, if you truly want to become a new creature, if you want a new mind, a new heart, if you want your past to be erased and your future to become your only focus, if you want to leave the old you, pick up the new you, Go home today, a brand new dad, mom, sister, brother, husband, wife. When I say three, shoot your hand up in the air. We're going to pray. And at the end of that prayer, you will be as sure for heaven as if you were already there. I'm not waiting on anyone. We don't look for death, but it looks for us. You may have laced your shoes for the last time. I pray not. I want you to receive the life of God, the kingdom of his Christ. You can do it today. I'm not asking you to join a church or a cult. Or, I'm asking you to come into the kingdom of God, to be born again and know it. This to be your rebirth day on three. Shoot that hand up in the air. One, two, three. Shoot it up. Leave it up. Leave it up. Every one of you, leave it up. Leave it up. Every one of you with your hand raised, every one of you, as quickly as you can, Push somebody out of your way and come stand in front of me right now. Come on, every one of you. Come on, come on, every one of you. Come on, hurry, 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 hurry. Let them know they're making the greatest choice of their life. Come on, look at this. 
Come on. I want to be born again. I don't want to try to do better. I want to be born again. The do better is going to live inside you. You don't have to try to do better. Be better. Come on, they're still coming all the way up this aisle. Let's thank God one more time for this rebirth day. Come on. Hurry. Hurry. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I'm still waiting. God told me to do two things when I turned 60. Wins. Come on. Win souls and plant churches. Before last July, in 40 years, we had planted four churches. How many do we have now? Where's Chad? Huh? 221 churches since last July. 221. God loves you. God loves you. Everybody look at me. Look at me. You know what the Bible says? Be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. We've always preached that. You know, if you get in a spat with your wife, make sure you fix it before you go to sleep. I preach that. But that's really not what it means at all. It means, you know, uh, Elton John, don't let the sun go down on me. What's he talking about? Don't let it in. Don't let it in. And what God is saying, don't let your anger in. So what are you supposed to be angry at? Everything that separates you from God. Never let the sun go down on anything trying to separate you from God. Oh, that's good news. Get mad at it. Because everything the devil offers you is a counterfeit of what God's trying to get into your life. So throw both hands up in the air right now and as loud as you can, shout, and everybody help us. I was born a sinner and I've committed sins. Lord Jesus Christ, I hate my sin. I hate what separates me from you. And today, I want a rebirth day. I want to become a new creature today. I want my sins forgiven. I want to be washed in your blood. I want to receive eternal life. And I want to receive the power to be born again. To as many as would receive him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. So say this, today I receive Jesus Christ Today, I'm a child of God, and I'm never looking back. Now shout because a brand new you's leaving this room. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, 
on Instagram. No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.